In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. Yeah. Aloha, everybody. How you guys doing today? Welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Wednesday, my friends. Um, first off, I just want to say thank you to everybody who uh, has become my friend lately and sent me some cool messages. And uh, just thank you to everybody. I'm super stoked to be out here and I'm super stoked to be communicating to a bunch of like-minded people that you know want to be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. So I put out a little teaser earlier. Brian, what's up, what's up, buddy? This one's about language, man. Let me know what you think. So I put out a little teaser on my page, and it was a, it's called a tesseract, and it's actually a four-dimensional drawing. If you look at my post, you'll see what kind of looks like a cube, but it has an extra dimension in there. And the reason I put that up there is because I wanted to, uh, what's up, Desiree? I, I wanted to get people thinking about our language. And there's so many different types of language, right? There's like body language. You know, you ever like be somewhere and have someone give you one of these? Hey, well, body language, you know, or there's, there's different dimensions of language. Like what about formal and informal? If you talk to your friend, you might be like, hey, what's up? But if you talk to a, somebody else, like an authority figure or your mom or your dad or someone of respect, you might say, how are you doing today? Additionally, you may... Um, you may address people with like, sir, you know, hey, excuse me, sir. If a cop pulls you over, you might be like, excuse me, sir, how you doing? You know, what's up, Jay? And uh, if you see your friend on the street, you just might be like, hey, how's it going? You know, it kind of denotes closeness too. That's another dimension. Like if that person's in your family, you might have an inside joke. You might be able to say one word to that person about an incident that happened five years ago and you start laughing. You know, you might be walking and be like, hey, tomato. And all of a sudden you guys just start laughing because it references a joke about something you and your family had or you and a close friend had. And uh, so I just can't, my mind has just been blowing up about the different kinds of language and the way we communicate and how does that relate to our situation today amidst the chaos. And, you know, the, another, one other dimension of our language is like the function, right? There's referential, which is 
the amount of data you have in a conversation. Like, oh, we had 25 bologna sandwiches or statistics. That's referential. Another dimension is the effective, and that talks about the different emotions you have in your language. And so I kind of wanted just to give like a, a bit of a rough overview there and just talk about the different dimensions and, and then kind of dive a little bit deeper. And basically what my goal is to, today my goal is to try, to, is to try and kind of occupy some of your mind space. You know, I'm, I'm hopeful that I'll give you something interesting to think about, an idea that will take your attention away from the chaos of these unanswered questions and then refocus it on potential answers. With that, you know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna strap on the snorkel and do a, you know, do a deep in-depth dive into the dimensions of language. You know, I, I believe that the appropriate use of language is like my wife, beautiful, fascinating, dangerous, a divine poison that can be injected instantaneously causing one to see the other in divine radiance. I think when you speak in those terms and you do your best to use some sort of poetic mindset, or really think about what you say, I think you can have a more... clear attempt at communicating with somebody. You know what we never do is when you sit down with somebody, even somebody you love, it's so easy to talk past people. Like you come in and you're, you have all this stuff on your mind and you start thinking about things and then you just start flowing. But no one ever sits down with someone and says, hey, let's define our terms. Let us sit down and talk about what we're going to talk about, right? That's kind of one of the only ways you can really communicate. You know, I, I, there's so many people in my life that I talk to and then I start thinking, I don't, I don't really know as much as I should know about this person. I've known this person for 30 years, but I don't even know their favorite color. You know, and when you start thinking like that, you begin to understand how, while our language is so vast, and amazing, and its, it's grasp is, it's, its reach is bigger than its grasp, right? There's so much words out there. There's so much vocabulary. And there's so many ways to express yourself, yet it's very difficult to get a tight grasp on what that person is saying. So, the appropriate use of language is like the most powerful tool we have for transformation, whether it be personal, societal, or environmental. It allows us to bridge the gaps in geography, work together to achieve shared goals and shared values. Our language has given us empathy, the great equalizer. However, the misuse of language leads us down a path of destruction. The failure of language, it leads to barroom brawls, domestic disputes, and loss of life. Amidst the corruption, conformity, and chaos, I, I feel that we have kind of been imprisoned by our language. And that's what we see today. And let me try and be clear about what I mean about being imprisoned by your language. Insurance company doublespeak, social media guidelines, corporate contracts, these all present us with a promise to free ourselves of liability, yet they do just the opposite. Right? We've all we've all seen the we've all seen the contracts that people have to sign when you buy a house. Or we've all seen the the different 
social media contracts that you know you're supposed to read to to know what kind of liability you're going to be in and they're it's overwhelming you know and that takes me to the dimension of language that I want to talk about today that I kind of want to go in depth about and that's the dimension of the written word you know the written word has been powerful in transforming our society I think it was Marshall McLuhan who made the argument the linear quality of print created linear thinking. The linear quality of print gave us the notion of the citizen, the assembly line, and the theory of interchangeable parts. All these conceptions, which we take for granted, are in fact adumbrations of the shift of sensory ratios caused by an unexamined acceptance of the printed word. Right? So it's kind of just like if you think about a beautiful picture. How could you possibly translate a beautiful picture into words without depriving it of your level of emotion, right? Because when you see something beautiful, be it a sunset or be it someone you love or your child or the miracle of childbirth, when you see that, how do you have, there's no words for that. There's no words for you to truly understand, to tell someone, to clarify to them. You know, there's a, there's something way back in that, that, that there's a, are you guys familiar with Plato's, Plato, Plato's Republic? I'm sure most of you are. If you're listening to this video, you probably are. But I wanted to read a little bit from this book right here. It's called Technopoly. And it talks about the judgment of Thamus. And so let me just go ahead and read this little excerpt right here. And I think it'll give you some ideas into the problem of the written word and the problem of our language. So I'll read a quick introduction and then a little bit about the, the actual Phaedrus. You will find in Plato's Phaedrus a story about Thamus, the king of a great city of Upper Egypt. For people such as ourselves who are inclined in Thoreau's phase to be tools of our tools, few legends are more instructive than his. The story, as Socrates tells it, to his friend Phaedrus, unfolds in the following way. Thamus once entertained the god Thuth, who was the inventor of many things, including number, calculation, geometry, astronomy, and writing. Thuth exhibited his inventions to King Thamus, claiming that they should be made widely known and available to Egyptians. Socrates continues. Thamus inquired into the use of each of them, and as Thuth went through them, expressed approval or disapproval. According as he judged, Thuth's claims to be well or ill-founded. It would take too long to go through all that Thamus is reported to have said for and against each of Thuth's inventions. But when it came to writing the written word, hi Angelie, Thuth declared, here, as an, here is an accomplishment, my lord, which will improve both the wisdom and the memory of the Egyptians. I have discovered a sure receipt for memory and wisdom. To this, Thamus replied, Thuth, my paragon of inventors, the discoverer of an art is not the best judge of the good or harm which will accrue to those who practice it. So it is in this, you who are the father of writing, have out of fondness for your offspring attributed to it quite the opposite of its real function. Those who acquire it 
will cease to exercise their memory and become forgetful. They will rely on writing to bring things to their remembrance by external signs instead of by their own internal resources. What you have discovered is a receipt for recollection, not for memory. And as for wisdom, your pupils will have the reputation for it without the reality. They will receive a quantity of information without proper instruction and in consequence be thought very knowledgeable when they are for the most part quite ignorant. And because they are filled with the conceit of wisdom instead of the real wisdom, they will be a burden to society. You might have to, you might have to play that part again because it's pretty deep, but you can find that. It's called the Phaedrus and you can find it. And I suggest reading it because it's, it really kind of just digs down to the heart of the written word, which brings us full circle back to the different contracts that tie us up in life and won't really allow our society to move forward there. So don't get me wrong. Our language is beautiful and it's fascinating, but I think we're at a time where we need to find another dimension in language. And this is where I need your guys' help, all right? First off, thank you for taking the time to listen to this. And I'm kind of working on this idea, and I'm sure some of you have some better ideas and some more interesting ideas. And I'm hopeful that what I'm about to tell you will inspire you to think of your own ideas or maybe add on to this one. And so here we go. What, 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 our, what our language, what our verbal language, what the spoken word, the written word, in my opinion, is lacking is emotion. Right? You can, and it's kind of like that fourth dimension. You know the emotions there, but you can't see it. It's like if you look at a square on a piece of paper, you could envision it being a cube. You can't see the cube, but you could envision the cube. And it's the same with our language. When you talk to somebody, you can envision their intent, but you can't see it. So we need to see a little bit more from our language, I think we could push the meaning of language. I think we could push the meaning of language and get more out of it. You know, I, I tussled with the concept of maybe adding, what if we added new words or add a new concept? And those are all good things. However, what if we could add a prefix or a suffix to the words that we already have? Maybe a prefix that denotes a positive intent and a suffix that denotes negative intent. You know, would that give us another dimension of language? Would that change the way contracts are done? Would it free us a little bit more from liability and wrong speak? Or would we still fall victim to the interpretation of speech? I, uh, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. I had a pretty good discussion with uh, my sister. And we were talking about the evolution of language and another dimension of language. And something interesting you may want to do is if you look up patent artists, like look at the way they draw things. The pictures they paint, the pictures they draw are in fact a different type of language and they're incredibly informative. What if our language had another visual component to it? Now you could argue, you could say, George, we already have that, we have memes. And what memes are is using two different languages together. You know, a meme can be a, a picture, so you have a visual cue and then you also have some words giving you that verbal cue. Maybe that is the evolution of language. Maybe that is another dimension of language. I think that we, we are in a, a time right now where if we can't evolve our language, 
we can, we can move forward. We can get better. We can become the best we've ever been. The fact is we can't, you can't, we only evolve as fast as our language. If you don't have a linguistic pathway to get somewhere, you can't even come up with an idea. Does that kind of make sense? And so I'm going to be doing some more thinking about it. I hope you guys do some thinking about it. I hope that you guys choose to do some comments below and we can have a little bit more of a discussion down there. And, uh, but most of all, I want to say thank you to everybody for taking some time to, to uh, listen to what I have to say. And I hope you guys have an amazing Wednesday. All right? I love you guys. Aloha. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge. And I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now. And it's been so rewarding to me that I would just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.